Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Why don't we all turn to Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 to 27. You guys are there? Okay, I assume everyone's there. Cool, let's read together. Reading from verse 1, it says this, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits, and its width, 6 cubits. That's uh, six feet, uh, 60 feet and 6 feet. It set he, he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the seraphs, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the straps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before the image that he had set up. Then a herald cried out aloud, To you is commanded, all people, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, harp, lyre, and house tree, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that gold King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Verse 7, it says, So at the time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre, in symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at a certain time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, ear, and palestry in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fury furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Mango, this man, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Verse 13 says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought this man before the king and spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and palestrine symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who shall deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that's the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded, that heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Migo and cast them into the burning furry furnace. 
Then this man, will, this man will bow in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and will cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King, then king verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counsellors, Did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He said, Look, verse 25 says, Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then verse 26, it says, He went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Nego, servants of the God, Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Nego came out from the midst of the fire, and the Shadrach's administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw the man, this man on whose body the fire had no power. Their hair of their head was not sink, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Amen. Amen. How many of you are just blessed by reading the word? Amen. You know, as, we, as you guys know, we just had our amazing conference this weekend. How many of you managed to tune in for some or a couple of sessions? You know, if you have not, I encourage you, go tune in still. It's, um, it's, it will be on for the weekend at X Church YouTube. So good, there's three sessions, about three hours, so three and a half hours. So why don't you tune in and catch the heart of what God is doing, not just in UK, but all, in all our churches around the world. And our team this year, as you guys know, is God is able. You know, if you have not heard, I was so encouraged to hear testimonies of how God has been moving and how God is able. You know, I, we, I've just, I'll give you some sneak peeks, so hopefully for those of you who have not managed to catch it, you will want to catch it after service. You know, I heard from Pastor Lazarus in Ex botswana how he was sharing testimonies of people, uh, our partners in Botswana, seeing God come true for them. You know, he shared about how uh, one of our partners in Ex Pretoria, which is in South Africa, he was um, shot, unfortunately, while his car was being stolen, and he hit a... Uh, he, he, he went into the hospital and the doctor said that you almost have no chance of making it. And how Pastor Lazarus shared that that guy now is up and about, um, you know, he's out of the hospital and he defied all odds. Indeed, I, when I hear testimonies like that, it's like, indeed, that God is able. Amen? And you hear testimonies of how God, you know, it's... Um, um, of different ones in Botswana, a couple in Botswana, the child was in hospital and how God supernaturally protected that baby child and that child is out now. And I just want to encourage you again for this year, even as we have launched it, and maybe you have heard it before throughout this year, I want to declare that and hopefully that faith will begin to arise in your life again and say that God indeed is able. You know, when Pastor Dave was sharing just now for Mark, I was reminded again, you know, a couple of years ago, there was this uh, PhD doc, student, doctor, everything, uh, <laughs> that was from China, and she had that, you know, and she said that, and she, she was during the same service and she said she responded and said, God, heal me. I have this problem. I'm a, she's a gynecologist. And she said, I don't know what it is, but I have lived with it for my rest my life. And I'll just live with it. But that day, as she prayed, as she responded to God in faith, I remember hearing testimony of how that night she went back and she saw a double rainbow and how God immediately healed her and her 
her, her menstrual cycle was regulated after. You know, I remember again when we hear God is able, I remember a testimony of someone who came, was with us a couple of years ago and she was having thyroid, thyroid problems. And she was saying that how when she's stressed and she was doing her bar, which some of you who have done it will know it's a very stressful paper, or those of you who have been around people will know it's been a stressful paper. And she said how it always flares up whenever she's stressed. But one day God just God healed her. And I, they, um, about a couple of months, a couple of weeks, a month ago, she came back for her, uh, her graduation, her master's graduation. And I asked her, oh, how's your thyroid problem doing? She said, oh, nothing. I said, oh, because I understand when you go through your pupillage, it's very stressful. She said, yes, it was. I said, it's, she said, I've never had it again. And I can I share with you, these are fresh testimonies. And these are testimonies that we hear that God indeed is working. God is st still working and God is able. You know, it's not even my message yet, but I want to encourage you. What, is, what are we hoping? What are we individually in your lives? What are you hoping for from God? What faith is, you know, what are you believing God for? Can I encourage and declare whatever it is? I want to say that God indeed is able. You know, even as a church, what are we believing for? You know, I was coming in, I was like, God, I want to see more miracles. God, I want to hear testimonies of more healings. God, I want to see people who are lost come to know you. And indeed, I, I pray that all of us will begin to hope and dream again in God. You know, I was thinking, you know, because maybe out of the pandemic and maybe in the UK, we are finally experiencing so-called freedom. And maybe all we can think about, for me, one period, I was like, oh, when's my next maybe holiday? I'm going to go out. But even with this freedom, I pray that we'll not just use, I mean, having holidays is fine, don't get me wrong. But I pray that we'll not just use this freedom for that, but we'll begin to use that and dream again that what God is able to do. You know, so I pray that God will indeed, this year is still fair, okay, coming to March next month, next week. But you know, but I believe that let faith begin to arise in you again. Let faith begin and dream again with God. Allow Him to put His plans, allow Him to put His dreams, not just our dreams, but the supernatural dreams of God in your life so that you can begin to dream again. Amen. That's you. I pray that you know you will go back, ask God, and really just dream in God again. Amen. That's not my message. My, my message today is called In the Fire. No, we read just now the powerful story from Daniel chapter 3. Maybe some of you who have been attending the conference, you heard a bit on Pastor Lazarus and Pastor Dave and Pastor Kenneth about the different, uh, of, different of how God has been speaking to them through the um, of. Of, of this passage as well. And today I want to share with you again, indeed that God is able, but sometimes God will bring us through the fire. You know, before the three Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, for the purposes of this sermon, I shall call them the three boys because I will not be repeating them. <laughs> so I don't have to keep repeating their names again and again. So it's the three boys, okay, for this sermon. <laughs> but we'll hear of how the three boys... Oh, sound, sound right, three boys. Three men, let's call them three men. <laughs> yeah, three men. <laughs> three men, right? Like how God, they had to, God, was, God delivered them, but yet they still had to go through the fire. And like how Noel shared just now, even during worship, sometimes God leads us out of the fire, but sometimes God will lead us through the fire. And I believe that we have heard that we know that God is able. But at the same time, we must go through the fire. And today, I want to draw on the lives from the three men. Three men sounds better, right? Three men of what, how we can get through the come, go through the fire, 
but come out of the fire still. No, we read that how when they came out, they was, their garments were not burned. There was not even a smell of smoke on them. How many of you, when you cook also, you know, in your kitchen, you, you do a stir-fry, you can smell it. But God wants us to come through, not just, not just get through it, but God wants, to, wants us to come out even stronger out of the fire. And today, I want to share with you, from drawing from this, the lives of these three men, what we can do to put practices, to put habits in our lives um, that can help us, not, maybe that can help us through the fire and come out of the fire even better. Amen? No, maybe you are going through that fire right now. Maybe it feels like a challenging time in your life. Maybe you've been waiting for God for a breakthrough and it feels like, God, it's hot. You know, it feels painful. Or maybe there's a dream that you've been waiting for God, for God to come true. And it feels like, God, where are you? And you've been holding on. And I want to encourage you, you know, these are principles and these are habits that even as I was meditating on from this Daniel chapter 3, that we need to begin to put in our lives from today. You know, you don't come up and run a marathon immediately. Maybe for those of you who are fitter, you can. But for me, I can't just die after five minutes. But, you know, I need to start step by step. And likewise, before we enter, even if you're going through or even before we enter the fire, we need to begin to put habits in our lives for, before we can even enter, enter into the fire. Amen? So the first one is this. First thing is this. We need to begin to trust God a bit more this year. Now reading from verse 16. That's our key verse for our team this year as well. He answered to them, right? He says this. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, no king, okay? just Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> he says, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that's the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. And it goes on and says, but let it be known to you that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. I mean, if you thought that was like, whoa, that's a sassy response. <laughs> I mean, I, when I went, oh, I mean, okay, this is a king. I, I, I was just reading it just now. I was like, wow, there was not even King Nebuchadnezzar. It was just Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> no, even some of us who are working, you don't even talk to your, like, you know, you talk to your boss, you're like, yes, boss. <laughs> right? Uh, or we do your lecture, you'd be like, yes, lecturer. And that was a, such a boldness. There was such a confidence in the way they responded to Nebuchadnezzar, under that kind of pressure. And I, I just love it because it talks about such a trust in God. You know, what was that that made them be able, what was that that can say such a statement with such confidence? I believe there was such an amazing trust in God. You know, we hear about trust in God, and I'm sure you're like, okay, yeah, I trust in God. What does it mean? And this year, I pray that, first thing is, let's break it down a bit more. I pray that we will begin to take God's word as it is. You know, what does it mean? You know, today if I tell you, let's just use an example, right? Um, if I, Sam, let's just use Sam. <laughs> no, so many of you know Sam works in Imperial College, right? So Sam says he works in Imperial College. And what, I, I trust him because I just trust that he does. If I don't trust him, what will I do? I'll go up to him and Sam, Sam, I need to see your employment contract. <laughs> I need to see your payroll. I need to say your bank account statement. Maybe some of us who are a bit more suspicious will follow him to make sure he actually goes into work. And that's, sometimes we treat the word of God like that, don't we? You know, instead of taking the word of God as it is, we start questioning it. 
But I pray that this year will not be like, we will not have that kind of attitude. If the Word of God says that He is able, then we will take it that God is able. I will not start looking and like, oh, how, how. You know, if God says that His grace is sufficient, I pray we'll just take it at face value, at, at, on trust, on faith. That's what faith, that's what trust is, it's faith. Yeah. That we'll just trust God a little bit more this year. We'll just take His word as it is this year. Yeah. You know, I pray that we'll, we'll stop doing that. You know, sometimes I wrote this down, sometimes God's, God's promises are just yes and amen and ends with a full stop. Wow. But many of times we like to take the yes and amen we take away that full stop. We put a comma there. Yeah, but God, dot, 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 dot. God says, God, I can heal. Then we, that's a full stop. God is, he can heal. That's a full stop there. Yeah. Full stop means it's a final. Yeah. Punctuation is a final. Yeah. Ends the sentence. <laughs> I, I read some grammar before. <laughs> but many of times, sometimes we take that full stop. Replace it with a comma. Yeah. Wow, come on. Replace it with a but. Wow. Replace it with a nevertheless. Wow. Replace, but God, you don't know. And I pray this year we'll stop doing that with the word of God. Yeah. I pray that we'll begin to say, if God, if you say it is, then it is. Yeah. Maybe I may not understand everything that you say, but God, I will still believe. Yeah. And I pray that we'll have that kind of attitude this year. I pray we'll begin to have that kind of faith this year. The other thing about trusting God is also, I pray that this year we'll learn to begin to apply the Word of God even more. You see, the Word of God is this. It's, it's going to be hate knowledge until we apply it. Yeah. No, to that last weekend, uh, last Monday, me, Pastor Dave and Gareth, we decided, and Kareen, we decided to treat ourselves uh, and we went out to Blacklock. So, really good meat. <laughs> We like, we like, we thought, you know what? We're gonna go crazy. We ordered, what did we order? We ordered something. I'm not a meat person. Oh, yes, I know now. We ordered the porterhouse. We ordered the prime rib. We ordered something. Uh, we ordered some sides, beef dripping fries, baby anchovies with baby gems with anchovy sauce. <laughs> uh, what else? Pig's head on toast with beautiful gravy. Am I guess making you hungry? And we ordered a nice cheesecake. <laughs> that came with a beautiful, they did just serve you one slice, they brought the whole, bill, the whole tray out, cut it in front of you. And the lady was really nice, she said, I'm going to give you more of this today. I can tell you how hmm, good it was, right, the meal. Meat was done beautifully. We ordered medium rare. I'm very bad with meat, right? I always order well done. No curse me. <laughs> it came very beautiful. How many of you are like, oh, I'm going to have my black lock after this? You can't, probably not today. But I can tell you, and the cheesecake was hmm, so good. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> but see, I can only tell you, I can, you, you know when you trust, okay, you trust me and you say, okay, Pastor Cat says it's good, it's good. But you wouldn't know how good it is until you actually go to Blacklock and order the food and taste it for yourself and verify that maybe my, I have good taste in food <laughs> or verify that indeed that it is good. And likewise, it's the same with the Word of God. You know, we can come to church and hear it 
But until we begin to activate it, until we begin to apply it in our lives, you will never know how good it is. You will never know how powerful the Word of God is. You know, you, all you can hear is, yeah, it's good. That's why in Psalms 34, it says that, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I pray this year, we will begin to begin to apply it a bit more. You know, if God says that His peace is there, but how do we get God's peace? He says by prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Then let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray and let's begin to thank God so that we can activate and we can access the peace of God. You know, if He says that His grace is sufficient in our weakness, then I pray that we will submit ourselves and understand that it's okay to be weak, but I rely on His grace. You see, that's a power when we begin to apply the Word of God in our lives. You know, um, sometimes we want that hate knowledge, and it's fine to have that hate knowledge. But what I've learned is that as I begin to apply, God begins to reveal more of that part of His Word even more. You know, a worse can be a worse. And I hear it. I can hear, I can access it on YouTube, the best sermons ever. But until I actually apply and see the power of it in my life, it's just going to be a word. So I pray this year we will not, even if, even if you might be going through the fire right now, or maybe not yet, but maybe you will go through a fire. I'm not, you know. But I pray that we'll begin to put these practices first in our lives. You see, when the three men were thrown into the fire, it wasn't out of bravado they said what they said. You know, they, it wasn't just they said it because I'm going to be brave and hope, hope, hope God come true for me. Their faith wasn't built. Their faith wasn't built in the battle. It wasn't built in the fire. But there was a consistency to them all this while. You go back and read Daniel chapter 1. You know, there was, there was where they said that I will not eat the delicacies of the king's court. And they saw how God came through and how they were stronger because of that. You know, I, I, I think there was a trust that began to there was already building up in their lives. Do you know they weren't originally named um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were named with... See, we don't even know. <laughs> we were named Hananiah, Michelle, Michelle, and Isaiah. And this were talking about the goodness of God over their lives. You know, it says Hananiah means the mercy of God. Isaiah means God who provides. And yet they were changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know the meaning of it? It's called the son of the moon. Son of the pagan gods that the Babylonians worship. But yet they didn't let that affect them. See, there was a consistency in their lives all this while. And I pray that we will not just oh, go into the fire and God, I hope that you will save me. But I pray that we'll begin to build it up. It's like stamina. We begin to build up our faith. We begin to build up our trust in God. Amen? So I pray this year, I want all of us to come out, go through the fire well, and come out of the fire better. Amen? Second point is this. I pray that we, even as we are in the fire, or you're believing God for something, I pray we will not give up. What does it mean, right? If you read verse 14, you don't have to turn to that, the king gave them another, another opportunity to bow down. If I'm them, I'm like, oh, you know, they're only 20s. They had their life to live for. They work very hard to get to the position where they are, I imagine. But yet at that, and many times when we defy, we'll be given different opportunities. There'll be opportunities where we feel like giving up. Or maybe you feel like, God, I've been in this challenge, I've been in this situation for too long. 
I'm really tired of giving. I'm really tired of hoping on you, God. I feel like I don't have the strength anymore. And here the three men, they were given another opportunity to give up, to say, just bow down. Yeah. Yet they didn't. So I pray that we continue to have that. God, I will continue to cling on to you, Spirit. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, whatever you're hoping, God, we continue to cling on to Him because of what He has done for us. What about not giving up? That we, what, what, else can, what else does it mean? So I pray that even in the fire, we will not give up honoring Him. If you read Daniel chapter 3 again, there was nowhere it said they could not worship God. All the decree said was, you just needed to worship the idol. Nowhere did it say that you cannot worship your own God. So, can you imagine if you're the three, three of them? God, but I have my life ahead of me. <laughs> Maybe they want to get married. Maybe they're married. No. No, no, they're not married. They're me. <laughs> Sorry, wrong. Wrong theology. <laughs> But maybe they had dreams. I'm sure they had dreams. They're only in their early 20s. Yeah. Like most of you, majority of you are. <laughs> Either younger or older. Um, but I'm sure they had dreams. But yet, they didn't give up their convictions because they knew what God had said before about worshipping other gods. It talks about they continue to honour God in everything that they do. They continue to give their very best to God. You know, even in the fire, there are times I believe that we'll be tempted to take the easy way out. Maybe it's getting hot. <laughs> the Bible, the, the Daniel chapter 3 says the furnace was seven times hotter. And sometimes when in an uncomfortable situation, we feel like, God, it's really tired, you know, coming to church every Sunday. When I come and my problems are still there. But I will encourage you, don't give up honoring Him. God, I pray with thee. I prayed very long, but how come I don't hear you? I pray that we'll continue to honor him and pray to him because he still hears. Yeah. God, I'm continuing to pray for my family. How come they don't know you yet? I pray that we'll honor his word when what his word and his promises say. Amen. God, I feel like I'm very busy right now with work and everything. Sunday feels like that nice time to sleep in and do my own thing. Trust me, I have thought of that. <laughs> but I pray that what, the, what, what God says, we continue to honor the Sabbath. You know, there'll be that temptation to, there's always going to be that pull, especially in that fire. But I pray that we'll learn from them and say, God, even in it, I will not give up my convictions. I will continue to seek first after you. Amen? Amen. Last, third point is this. I pray that we'll continue to surround ourselves with people who encourage you to grow with the right people. You see, if you read in verse 16 again, right? It says it was three of them that said the same thing unitedly. It didn't, the Bible doesn't, maybe it does not expand it, but I'm just using my imagination. Maybe before the, wow, the furnace was being heated up, they were watching. They were seeing how much coal was being put in. I, was, I, mean, I imagine, would they be, I'm sure they'll be so scared by then. I'm sure they knew that God would deliver them, but the human fear will come in. I, I don't know, was one of them scared? Okay, let's choose one of them. Was Meshach scared? While the fire was heated up? I don't know. Maybe he was, and he was whispering and shouting to 
Shadrach and said, Oh, it's hot, it's getting hotter, I'm going to get thrown in soon. But maybe Abningo came back and said, No, it's okay, God will continue to provide for us. God will continue to deliver us. I don't know what was that environment they were in, but I can only imagine they were shouting or encouraging each other that God will come through. I pray that even for us to go through that fire, sometimes we need to surround ourselves with the right people. You know, sometimes life, sometimes we are humans and we all, we all wonder, God, where are you? But that's why we come in and I pray even as we come to church, we will be there to encourage each other. You know, I remember this um, um, when I was looking for a job. I tried a while, right? You guys know the story. Um, so I went for this job interview, didn't get it, get a lot of job interviews. And I think finally one of my friends who are all lawyers and all that, they're well-meaning people. Um, didn't, I, I think on the face of it, they were just being practical and they said, Kat, maybe time to give up. <laughs> Not wrong. Um, on the practical sense, I can see where they were coming from. And uh, they said, maybe, then I had another interview. And, and I, I remember they said to me again, don't get your hopes up so high. <laughs> well-meaning, well-meaning. But I remember I had other, Pastor Dave and my other friends in church, they were like, when I was upset, they said, stop crying, just get out. <laughs> you know, God is able. Uh, you know, stop just having a pity party and get up. And the one of them said, why don't you have faith again? Trust again. And I prayed this year that, and, and I remember like, who do I choose? Do I ch My friends were not wrong in, this, in the practical sense. I totally understand where they're coming from. But on the faith sense, I also had to choose. Who do I choose? My friends who were well-meaning, all lawyers. Um, they probably know the industry as well as me. But do I choose the Word of God? At that time, I had to choose. So I pray this year we'll continue to choose and surround ourselves with the right people who will encourage and spur each other on. Amen? I pray that this year that even as people come in to church, as we come to church, we'll be a church that will learn to encourage each other on as well. Amen? So like the three men, I believe they were encouraging each other. And I pray that we will be, you know, I pray that we will be like that as well. Amen? You know, I pray, no, I'm not telling you don't mix with your friends. But who are you allowing to speak into your life? Yeah. Who are you giving power to speak into your life? Yeah. You know, as I, I love conference because I get to hear so I get to hear I get to be inspired again. Yeah. You know, um, when I hear Pastor Lazarus sharing about how he wants to start a work in South Africa, and he says that at times uh, he's based in Botswana now, which um, is is neighbor to South Africa, and I think he was sharing like how. At times, there were just two of them, he and the wife. Can you imagine? You had homes, and two of them, you're two, only two people log in, and you're waiting there. And he says again, but if I'm going to have to do this for the next five years, I'll do it. Yeah. And I get inspired again. Yeah. You know, I remember Pastor Lazarus, he used to stay in South Africa, and he used to commute to Botswana. Do you know how long the commute is? Every weekend he does this, before the pandemic, of course. Eight hours. Eight hours one way. Drive down on a Friday, spend some time with his wife on Saturday, do church on Sunday, and drive back again because he was doing his PhD in South Africa at that time. Eight hours. And I complained that I take an hour and a half train, not even driving, just sitting on the train to Bristol. And I get inspired again. 
The thing is, it's about surrounding yourself with the people. It's not just, it's a nice concept we all hear all the time. But the thing is, are we, what are we doing with it as well? Are we allowing ourselves to be challenged? Always like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I like this encouragement and that's it. But are we listening and allowing ourselves to be challenged? No, I hear of our partners in ex-Myanmar wanting to tune in even though they can't at the moment because it's illegal in Myanmar to use a Wi-Fi, so they have to use the VPN. They'll be caught and arrested, they said, if they're caught using a private VPN. But yet they say, I want to hear, I'm so hungry to hear the word of God. And then I get challenged again. I get inspired again. Am I really hungry for the word of God? Yeah. With first world technologies, it's easy. Yeah. And I get challenged again. And I pray that's the beautiful picture of church where we come and we encourage each other with the right words, with the word of God. Yeah. But yet we hear it and we take it back and we run with it again. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I like the concept of a community. And it's great. You know, it's fine to have all the games and all of that, but I pray beyond the games and all the having fun and going for black lock later together. <laughs> but I pray it will be a church and community even as people come in. Um, I'm waiting for a breakthrough. It feels like forever. And someone comes and says, no, God can do it. Hang on a little bit more. Isn't that a beautiful picture? And new ones come in and we do the same for each other. And I believe that there's so much more that God, that it's a broken world out there. And I pray that all of us, you know, will be the people who can speak the right words, but people also who can take that challenge and listen and, and, and be like the three men encouraging each other. Amen? Amen. And the last thing is this. Just as a last encouragement, even in the fire, remember that God is with you. <laughs> You know, I, learned, I was just reading this again, right? It says this in verse 25. The, the king says this, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire. They're not hurt by the flame. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. It's clear that, and you know, I pray that, you know, sometimes we have to go through that fire. You know, many of times we want to avoid that fire. You know, recently I had a work situation. I wouldn't share it with full details. But I remember praying, God, please, I don't want to go through this. And Pastor's like, Pastor Dave's like, why don't you pray for God's will to be done? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I was praying God, not situation A, please. All you can do to make situation A fail. So I had situation A or B. And I was like, God, please, whatever you do, everything, you're able, right? You're able, right? So I don't want to go through situation A. And Pastor looked at me, but why don't you pray for either way, situation A or B, God's will be done. And I'm like, so yeah, going back to point three, they'll be painful at times when your friends challenge you. But sometimes there are times where God will allow us to go through the fire. Many of times the human instinct is to avoid the fire, to avoid the hard, difficult path. But God sometimes will lead us through the fire. But I pray that we'll be encouraged that God will walk with us in the fire. You know, it says this, they were thrown in tight. They were thrown in with everything bound. But in the fire, Pastor Dave shared this, I'll take his point. Please go back and watch conference as well. Um, they're saying that they were walking around free. And God, and they said there was a fourth being that was walking around with them. So I pray we won't avoid the fire. Don't take the easy way out if we have to, because God has amazing testimony in front of you. But I pray that we will know that God is with us in the fire. And I, I just caught this, you know, King Tumagas, King, King, the king said this. Who's the fourth one? It looks like it's the son of God. 
even the king who was not a believer could recognize that God was with them. And I pray that even as we walk through the fire, we recognize that not only we know that God is with us, that other people will see the favor and grace upon you. Even in the fire, He, will, he is walking and people will know that He is. It will be so evident that, pe- that, that pe- everyone will know that He is with you. And I pray you will be encouraged this year. I pray that you know, maybe it will be different temp- trials that will come our way. And I pray that this message as we learn in Daniel chapter 3, it will not just be a this year's message just because it's our team for this year, but I pray that we'll build upon it for our lives. Yeah. No, fire will come. Not, not cursing you guys, but sometimes there's facts of life. Yeah. But I pray that, I believe that God wants to deliver us, but beyond that, it will be so beautiful when we come out of it, not just coming out of it, but we come out of it even stronger, even better. Amen? Amen? So you just allow me to pray? Amen. Can I just get the worship team up? Thank you, Lord. Now I'm pray for different ones here this morning. You know, the first group of people, as I pray, as I shared earlier, you know, I, I pray. You no, know, maybe it's you that you felt this year. You just been maybe the last couple of years. You just been going on autopilot. I'll come to church, go back, do my thing, come to church, wait for my next holiday. But maybe you lost that faith and that hope to believe and dream with God. And believe that God wants to pour out even fresh anointing, fresh faith, fresh dreams into your heart this morning. And if that's you, why don't you raise up your hand in expectation and surrender to God and say, God, I've been just going on autopilot this year. But I want to dream again. I want to believe from you again. I want to dream of the things that I can do with you again. No, not just for my life, but for the people around me. And that's you today. Why don't you lift up your hands? And I pray, I want to pray that God will pour out fresh faith, fresh dreams into your heart today. Father God, we thank you again for your word. We thank you indeed that God, you are able, that you delivered the, your people and you, you are the God that parted the Red Seas. You are the God that healed the blind. You are the God that healed the issue with the woman of blood. You are the one that we even saw testimonies walking around us. And God, you say that if you can do it back then, you can do it again and you want to be do it even more, greater things ahead, God. And I pray for everyone here lifted with their hands lifted up, mine included, that I pray for a fresh deposit of you, Holy Spirit, in their lives. I pray for fresh dreams to come from you, Holy Spirit. I pray for faith to believe more from you, Holy Spirit. They will not just go on that autopilot and think whatever comes, comes. But God, I pray for fresh faith, fresh vision, fresh hope, fresh dreams from you. I pray you deposit that them in the hearts of different ones with their hands lifted up this morning that indeed that God they will see that God that you are able that there's, there's so much more that even as what we dream you say that you want to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ever could ask or hope or imagine so I pray for everyone lifted up here again I pray for fresh anointing 
I pray for fresh dreams. I pray that well, even as we pour out, we will continue to trust in you and we'll believe that God, that you will bring this into, into you'll bring this past as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.